like your mama. Yo, yo, we are live, live. Sorry, we are late. This is the check-in. We're late as hell tonight, but uh, we're here. We're doing it anyways, just like always. We, we, we got to do it. We got to keep doing it. But uh, I am your host, Heat Detector. It's your boy, Jizzo. What up? And we got a special guest in the house, LaShawn from Let's Wrap Coffee and Wellness hey, in the building tonight. And um, Jizzo, go ahead and give him that spew. Give him that, your digs. Yo, as you already know, every single week, we appreciate all of y'all that tune in, man, and listen to us as we go through the weeks with all these topics, man, that are affecting mental health all across the board. Um, but as we say every week, man, we are not licensed therapists. We are not licensed psychologists. We're just speaking from the heart and speaking from our personal experiences in these situations. And hopefully y'all can get in the comments and, and comment as well. But, you know, don't come at us, man, because, you know, we're just talking from the heart. It's just a couple of home special guests today. So, you know, we do this every week. Y'all already know we got a special topic. So I'm going to let E Detective give it to y'all because, uh, pause. But, but yeah, anyway, first and foremost, like I say every show, this show is not for the timid. If you are weak, you got cotton candy in your ears, and you dream of bunny rabbits and, and, and unicorns and shit, and you, you're a thin skin, you can't take constructive criticism, you can't hear the truth, can't be accountable for your shit, go find another channel, man. This shit ain't for you. All right? Real talk. talk. So tonight's subject... Uh, tonight is uh what is a friend's role uh in your in your mental health like what is your your, your friends or your people that you uh cohort with what is their role what do you think their role is in your mental health i think that uh it's important to say that in previous conversations we spoke about how controlling your mental health and not letting anybody from outside and not letting the outside factor affect your mental health was important, right? Because we were saying, how, you know, don't let you know other outside sources affect you, but they do, and it's kind of the people that are around you are the people that end up having to deal with that or to help you move through those different phases that you might be in. So, um, I think that it is. I mean, we're talking about like a circle, and we're talking about having people that you trust in your circle. It should, it should be because as brothers, we should be able to. I mean, if you got five people around, if you got 15 people around you and none of them really checking on you to see how they are they just want where's the next beat or where's the next show that type of deal like but you know like nowadays that's how the shit is anyway nobody really gives a shit everybody's on some selfish time well the masses i mean yeah if you're talking about the masses but like i said that's why it's important to if you're able to to have a brothership with some people or to have an understanding with some people that you, you guys will check on each other or check each other you know Check, check or check on each hold, other. Hold, hold them account, uh, accountable. Hold people accountable and also just and just be there for them. So, yeah, man, I think you should have a circle of brothers, a circle of sisters, someone that you can talk to that they'll tell you if you're tripping because, you know, every once in a while we be tripping. So and we need somebody to ground us. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a part that someone that's close in your circle should play. But I've seen people posting on Facebook about... <clears throat> You pe you people don't care about how I'm feeling right now or this and that and it's just kind of like you know you're just yelling at people that don't care yeah those people don't care they're laughing at your posts you know because that's what you do when you see it on Facebook or you know but it's you should have your circle of people. So what do you, I mean like let me ask the guest 
uh, LaShawn, um, what do you what do you think the role is as a friend uh, to someone's mental health, or just say your mental health, or, or someone else's mental health? Well, my circle is tight, so you know I have I can count on one hand how many people that I actually reach out to, and you should have that one person, you know, that you're able to talk to and able to share your secrets, whatever your situation or your circumstance is. And, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, we don't want to hear the truth. Right. Right. So, you know, but you should have that one person that you're able to disagree, you know, able to disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Yep. You got it. Right. But um, how far do you go? How how far how far are you willing to go? That's that's the the million dollar question. How far are you willing to go in that role as a friend? As a friend. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, just to kind of like piggyback off of uh, last week's show. Sometimes we have, we we have friends that we don't realize that are that are that are like really good friends that are like closer than you thought or care more than you thought you know because i had a couple was it a couple weeks ago two weeks ago now i think or a week ago whatever not counting but um you know i had a little mental meltdown and uh surprisingly enough to me a lot of people reached out to me but more importantly this man drove from Milwaukee concerned about me and showed up at the house. And that spoke volumes to me as far as a friendship is concerned. Because I know I haven't I haven't <clears throat> really personally known him that long. And for him to do that, it, it, it really spoke to me and it really spoke to uh, what friendships mean and uh, how they how friendship can really affect you. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Uh, it, you know, somebody could have came up and said all of the wrong things, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I, I've had friends like that, that have, even when you're feeling bad or you're whatever, they, they, they don't want to do nothing but get drunk or they just add a lot of negativity or add, you know, fuel to the fire, so to speak, you know. And uh, this guy came in and, and uh, just really basically listened, but I didn't really say shit, but we were just sitting there and, and, and I mean, maybe that's all I needed, you know, at that particular moment. I don't know, but it really made me think like what, like what a real friendship means and like what it means to your mental health, because we also, we end up having friends in our lives sometimes that are just toxic as shit. And that adds to the stress of every day. It adds to, uh, you know, anxiety and, and, fucked up thoughts and whatever, you know, and like, what is that old saying? You know, misery loves company. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You think it's like important? I mean, cause sometimes you don't, we, we might not recognize <clears throat> that somebody's like that toxic to us or that fucked up to us in a, in a friendship relationship. Is that, you think maybe that's because we might be fucked up too when the whole misery loves company. Yeah. It's, it's called like trauma bonding. Yeah, really? You know, it's, uh, it's bonding through your traumas and like being with someone who's you know dealing with the same or dealt with the same toxic things that you dealt with like yeah 
That's definitely a thing. I, I, I never heard the trauma bond, uh, trauma bonding, but uh, I did look up earlier today the role of a uh, a friend in a relationship of a in a friendship relationship. Uh, let me find it real quick. But what are your thoughts, Lashawn? In regards to the, just everything, the whole, the whole well, topic. um, there is a such thing as trauma bonding, um, um, like Jizzo was saying, you know, you have a friendship because you have, you know, you can relate to one another. Like you right. said, you're either going through the same things or you've, you know, you, you, you've been through it and you're trying to pull your friend, you know, up out of that rabbit hole. Right. But you could drag them down too. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. Why would you say you can drag them down too? Because I mean, just like we were talking about a minute ago about about negativity. Yeah, and just you know, and and sometimes you don't recognize it because it also too like look, the relationship could also be uh, a relative because you know we all have like our favorite cousin or auntie or something like that that's more of a friend than anything else, and sometimes they're not. There, you know? Oh, I, I wanted to clear something up because I I looked it up and um so trauma bonding occurs when a person experiences abuse develops an unhealthy attachment to their abuser but i know that there's also so trauma bonding is that but i know that there's also a form of thing where you bond off of the experiences yeah, that you've had that you've had in life absolutely it is like if both of y'all have lost like a parent or both of y'all have you know went through something tra traumatic in life like bond over that right well just to go back to what you said i mean um i just said that that because i think uh, I've had friends before. I, I actually cut off a lot of people, so I don't really have any any more friends. But they can bring just fucked up shit to to your to your uh, your space, you know, your bubble. Yeah, to your you thought process. Yeah, they and and may, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's not. You know, what I mean, I know, like I joke around with this guy a lot. I say a lot of crazy things to him, but I I I really only say those things in a joking manner. I, I don't I don't. Um, you know, believe any or think anything of him when I say those things. But, you know, I had to like really think about that today too. It's like, should I keep saying those kind of things to him? Is that maybe that might start fucking with him and start to think that I, that's how I really feel about him? You know, could be, I don't know. I mean, you're right there. I mean, you know, you could say it does or it doesn't, I don't know, but I'm just saying like it, it <sighs> I, I don't even know. I believe you two have that type of relationship. Like if if something didn't sit well, you guys would discuss it. Oh, oh sure. he he knows I call his ass after the after we, after <laughs> after the weekend. I'm watching all the podcasts. I'm calling him after telling him, Hey, you this and this, blah, blah, blah. But um but yeah, man, I, I think that um It's a healthy relationship though, I believe. I believe we have you a know, healthy, healthy friendship, healthy relationship. Yeah. And and just like I just said about my my friendship, my circle is tight. I have acquaintances, mm -hmm. you know, and because back in the day when I was young, I fed off of chaos, drama, right. toxicity, you know. Yeah. But now I need my peace, peace. my space, mm -hmm. you know. So my circle is circle is very tight very tight and um 
Like I said, I only have a couple of people I can count on one hand that I can actually go to, and I know that they'll be there with no judgment. No judgment. I think that's key. That's key. But I think you also, you keep that circle on purpose. You learn to keep a circle like that because I'm sure in your life you didn't been through it with people that you Absolutely. thought was your friend that yeah. did, in the end just left you out and, to dry. Or stabbed me in the back. Stabbed you. One of yes. the nets, whatever they yes. did. Yeah. And that, Absolutely. That be, I mean, I hate using the word trauma a lot because I think it's overused, but that could be trauma. If like you really are invested in someone in a, in a friendship, in a relationship, and they do something really bad to you, you know, stab you in the back or do whatever, steal from you or do those kinds of things. That could, that could really hurt. Because you don't really, expect it to come bad. from your own camp, from yep. your own circle. From your own circle. Absolutely. Right. Well, the Mayo Clinic says friendship can have major impact on your health and well-being, <clears throat> but it's not, all, it's not always easy to, to develop or maintain friendships. Understand the importance of social connection in your life and what you can do to develop and nurture lasting relationships. And this is what are the benefits of friendship? Good friends are good for your health. Friends can help you celebrate good times and provide support during bad times. Friends prevent isolation and loneliness and give you the chance to offer needed companionship to friends. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, to friends. Uh, friends can also increase your sense of belonging and purpose boost your happiness and reduce your stress, improve your confidence and self-worth, help you cope with traumas such as divorce, serious illness, job loss, or death of a loved one, encourage you to change or avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits, uh, also excessive drinking or lack of exercise. Well, damn. Well, depending yeah. on what kind of friends you got, you might be drinking well, a little more. I, 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 I had, but I had, the, I had friends that were that were that would come over and bring me bottles of liquor to get fucked up. Then I had other friends that would bring me liquor, and then tell me, as they're handing me the bottle, I'd be a much better person if I wasn't drinking. But hand me the bottle to get fucked up. Yeah, but, I mean, but ultimately it was my choice. It wasn't their choice, but you know. That that thing about friendship, bro, that you just said, and all the the. Everything you said at the end about it increases, it boosts your person, you know, your situation, your life. Um, we talked about that on previous shows about being lonely and being lonely to the point where you feel like you are don't have anybody, and yeah. you, and, some, and certain some people, you know, take that final step, and so that's this just all plays into it, like friendship, mental health, being lonely, feeling like you're by yourself, like in and like people, you can stand here and say I don't need nobody, you know, or whatever it is, but. We all need somebody. We need somebody to talk to. Like, I think know? that's a human commonality, you know, that we all have. Like, um, you know, besides like skin and you know flesh and bone, I think uh, the commonality with any any like human being is the need for uh, companionship. You know what I mean? Healthy one at that. Healthy, positive, Healthy, positive companionship. companionship. Absolutely. And I I believe that. Um, yeah, I know. It's not that bad, though. I checked it. But uh, sorry about the static, people. I don't know. I'm not going to interrupt anything right now. We've had a tough night. We're just going to muscle through it. Um, but I, I've had, I don't know. I've had both sides of the fences on 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 friendships. And I've been in a room with, with what I thought was a bunch of really good friends and felt like I, I shouldn't even have been there. Like I felt like I didn't um, belong in that room and also felt like I shouldn't even be there. And that was, that's been like a weird feeling to have, you know, and I don't know where all of that kind of stuff stem, stems from, but, um, you know, like I said on the last show, I'm, I'm getting therapy to get all this shit figured out because 
you know, this show has helped a lot, you know, uh, uh, like speaking for myself and I know just from the conversations that we've had uh, about this show and how much it's helped uh, for our own accountability and uh, just getting our shit together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, mentally and uh, just trying to not trying, but pushing forward every day. You know, like I say, on, the sh- on every show, you know, I can't do shit about the past, but I, I, I can wake up every day, God willing. And put my best foot forward. Do better than I did yesterday. Yesterday could have been the worst day. Could have been the best day. Uh, but uh, whatever it was, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be and do better than the day before, you know? And that's what you should. Yeah. You know, anyone, you know, that's that's the thought process that we should have is make today better than it was yesterday, you know? no yeah. No matter, you know... We all go through situations and circumstances, mm-hmm. but it's how we deal with it. Right. You know, and everybody's coping mechanism is different. True. But would you say that, uh, you know, when you when you made that statement right now, you said it's how you deal with it, like a more personal thing. But, you know, there are some people that need uh, 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 someone next to them or someone there. Absolutely. That's what I say. What I mean? How you deal with it. How, right. What your thought process is that you need for that moment. Right. You know, I'm, I'm doing a, a certification for life coach for, right. to be a life coach. Right. They said feelings and emotions last three seconds. Yeah. Three seconds. But in our minds, some of us. Let it fester. Let it fester. And ruminate. And, and yeah. And it just and, sits it, there. and stay stay in it. And if you're not talking to somebody in your circle about yeah. it, you'll just keep thinking that you'll you're right keep... and that shit's wrong. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to. Uh, just got onto Facebook real quick. Uh, summer 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 says trauma bonding is real. Uh, Nicholas Rivera says your sister on the show is what we needed. You mean Lashawn? <laughs> Uh, shout out to our uh, most loyal uh, uh, subscribers. Shout out E. Johnson, man. What Thanks up, what being, up, E? Being in, uh, in, on the show, uh, watching the show or listening, whatever, whichever one you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm sitting, I got like 8,000 thoughts in my head right now. I probably had too much coffee. Uh, but I, I'm finding it as I get older, I'm I'm way more picky about who I choose to be around and who I I choose to um as we should you know exchange my time with. You know, I heard something years ago and it said that you your circle should be people that are smarter than you, have more money than you. Right. You know, um oh my goodness, and it's one more. But I I find that so True, because especially if you have dreams, goals, and aspirations, right? right? Because I want to know how you made your first million, right? right? Um, I want to learn words that I've never heard before. You know, let's let's have an intellectual conversation, right? But one um, of the one of the words on your book says growing, and I right. think that with that kind of a circle, you allow yourself to grow. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know. A lot of us are stuck. Yeah. We are stuck. And, it, you know, um, within our situations, our circumstances, you know, we uh, uh, live with the tools that we've been provided. Right. 
right? Agreed. So, you know, it's almost it, generational. Yeah. It's generational, yeah, generational curses as they as they say, you know, if you've been uh your your, your parents been selling drugs all their life, that's all you know. Right. Unless you have the thought process or the mindset, this is or not good what friends I friends that, that yeah. show you and teach you different. Right. Or, you know, whatever, a pimp, you know, or just in a in a violent, you know, uh, uh um household. Everybody, everybody deals with some type of dysfunction in the family. True. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. You know, you, you have all the, the rich people, you know, they have all this money, but they're so unhappy. Well, money doesn't bring happiness. Money doesn't bring happiness, absolutely. But they see a lot of friends. I'd rather, yeah. cry, I'd rather cry in a drop top. I don't know. <laughs> this guy. But yeah, just to just to speak on what you were saying, you know, they they I've heard that uh, that like like my entire life pretty much that you should never be the smartest guy in the room because then yeah. then what what are you gonna learn if you're the smartest what guy? Are you in the room, what learn? are you gonna learn? You know, and I I recently told somebody uh, that I couldn't be around them anymore because I I told them I was like you don't bring anything to the table. Yeah. You bring zero to the table. And I told him straight up, I'm not talking monetary. I don't need your money. I don't need anything from you. What okay, I need, pause I need to, one what, second. Yeah. So you said that they bring zero to the table. Right. Okay. So you weren't friends enough or close enough to try to pull them up out of whatever it is? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. But that was the problem. The uh -huh. problem is, is I end up giving, 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 giving and being taken 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 you know what i mean and and like i said I, when i told him this i told him it's nothing monetary i don't want anything from you but you bring no you, you, there's no value here yeah you know what i'm saying because if i'm the one that's constantly giving emotional support and at times financial support and all of these things and when you come over all you do is just sit there you bring no ideas you don't bring you you bring nothing okay I mean? so let me ask you this you don't think that that part you pulling this person through whatever, and it, it might have been going on years, but you don't think that that has helped you grow in any way? No, nah, it was to it was to a detriment. Really? Yeah, it was. A t that's what I'm saying. Like relationships. Shout out to uh, Pat uh, White Jesus. Money, money fully doesn't buy you happiness, but it sure helps. <laughs> For the moment, it's a it's a quick fix. It's a band aid on a deep cut. Um, <clears throat> but when I I. I'm still friends with the person. They're right. just at they're just at arm's reach. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And throughout the years of knowing this person, uh, you know, there was not there was, you know, there was there was no value in anything. And and when I did hang out with them, we ended up doing absolutely nothing. Even the, 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 you know, there are some people that are just like energy sponges. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I just pose that question. Right. Because sometimes, you know, they say we have to cut off people places and things right for our health for right. our benefit for, for sure for us to yeah. grow yeah yeah. So, I yeah no you're right and you have to and and i experienced that one time from the side of being cut off yeah you know and um i was in the streets with a, with, with a friend she was a female and you know we're game banging and doing all that stuff and um i guess she stopped at one point and i stopped seeing her and when i saw her at the grocery store she just kind of walked past me in the aisle and just said what's up and kept going and i'm thinking man we grew up together like and years later, when we became really tight again, when I stopped doing what I was doing, 
she was like, remember that one time she was like, my life was in another place. Yeah. I couldn't surround myself with the guys, with no one that was involved with that. Like I had to do that for me. Like that's why I walked past yeah. you. So shout out to her. Yeah. You know, for rest, finally re realizing. Yeah. You rest know? in peace to my friend Tiny. Yeah, man. She definitely showed me a life lesson that was like, all right, man, you know, you gotta be a good person. People not gonna want you around if you're on that bullshit. Yeah. To speak on that, like I just shout out to DJ Mar, man. Uh, he just reached out to me recently, and it just goes to show about how friends are. Because uh, when he called me, I hadn't spoke to him in since two thousand eight, no, two thousand nine or ten. Wow, you haven't spoke fourteen years. You haven't talked to him? No, nah, not at all. Like I, I no know his, whole, his family and everything, and maybe I'm okay. Maybe uh, two. Ah, 2011, long 2012. Time. Anyways, very long time, and I and I know his whole family, like all of his brothers, his mom, his dad, um, and he calls me out of nowhere the other day, and uh, I was blown away. Like you know, obviously, I'm uh, not obvious. Maybe not be obvious to everybody, but I'm in a different place right now. I'm in a I'm on a whole different journey in my life, and uh, hearing his voice, like really did something to me like I, I i was on a high on the phone with him like for real for real like i was so happy to hear from him because i hadn't spoken to him for such a long time and he was a really really close friend of mine the, the euphoria of that time when you guys used to chill like yeah. the memories and stuff but as we started talking he was just like man i, I i've been I had been wanting to reach out to you for a long time he goes you know but he he had actually uh uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna put the link in in, in the uh, what you call it right now. Hold on. What's but, uh, up? What's up? Shout out to the microphone, Misfits. Uh, blessings to y'all on the road. I know they're on the way back from doing a tour, man. They did a couple of shows over in uh in the Detroit area, I believe it was. So shout out to y'all, man. Be safe on the road. You know, shout out to y'all for watching and tuning in. Um, yeah, I just sent it right now. Right. It's in, it's in the comments. Um, hit that link. So uh, yeah, so. We start talking, and he says, you know, he's like, man, I've, I've wanted to reach out to you for so long, man. And he's like, you know, I came across your podcast, that, that one you guys where you guys are talking. And he was like, this dude is, he's on some different shit. And he's like, I, he reached out to D-Nick, actually, and um, got my number. And uh, there's D-Nick in the building. Um, and uh, he said that he stopped hanging around me and being around me because... <laughs> He was worried about his life and himself around me because I was so unpredictable in his mind or how he saw it. I didn't, you know, now, of course, when I look at it now, yeah, I was unpredictable as fuck. I, you know, I could have done anything at any time, but he was worried for his, his safety. He was worried for his, you know, for his well-being and, and shit, I, I don't blame him. I mean, now how did that I think make you feel? Now, I mean, I didn't, it didn't make me feel anything. It just, it. I felt like, you know, good for him because I, I, I was in, I was in bad shape, you know, uh, he did what he had to do right? and what was healthy for him. And at that point, uh, his, his safety, he felt was, was, uh, in danger. He felt that, um, my instability as far as, you know, how I interacted with people and, and just being wild and crazy was just, it was too much and he had to pull back and pull away and uh and as as much as that has hurt me over the years and i've always thought about because I, I love the hell out of that dude um i'm i'm even more happy now to greet him and talk to him now 
than before. And a different life in yeah, a different yeah, form. Yeah. Thought process. So, oh, yeah. 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 Shout out D Nick. What's cracking? D Nick. What's up, man? Blessings. Blessings. All right. Blessings. All right. All right. He's our. <clears throat> I, I want to say resident, but I, I ain't gonna put you on that, man. But he, he's, like a, he's our he's he's a, a licensed uh, therapist or counselor. Counselor, counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm a counselor. I'm a counselor. Counselor. But, so you're an LCSW, licensed mm -hmm. social worker. Okay. Counselor. Yeah, I work in the schools. Um, I work in the schools. Uh, yeah. So Dina, we talk, you know, the topic is what what does a friend's role play in your mental health? Um, and we kind of talked about all, you know, we were t telling about personal stories about us. What do you feel about that, man, in your personal situation, how your friends have played a role in, in your mental health? In my mental health? Yeah, speak man. from your personal, you know, from your personal experience. Man, that's, that's, that's difficult on two counts, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do that. Um, Man, you know, like for me, I like I said, I try to contextualize as much as possible. I have a friend, you know, really close friend. Um, it's not on me to put his business out there, so I don't want to say who he is. You know, you all know him, but um, in his situation, you know, he was struggling with something, and he he chose to walk away from the group like the microphone misfits he chose to walk away that was his choice and i'm like yo man we ain't no group we are family so you walking away you know when when you when you're able to come back or whenever whatever capacity we can be there for you we will be there for you but like i look at it it's all perspective him doing that was him believing in me and believing in our family to like i don't want to hinder you all and that just shows the good person he is the other things that was made him have to step away is you know was his the his demons one would say or his disease others would say so it's for me it's all contextualizing it also can be overwhelming you know, on, on another end, because you want to help everybody. And then that makes you have to have to judge things, you know, differently. I remember my father told me, I was like, man, I got a friend he's going through something, da, 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 da. My father was like, look, man, fuck the art, fuck your friendship. It's about saving his life. Mm -hmm. So, if you, you know, if his life more important than all those other things, then you know at least don't be an enabler or a hindrance mm -hmm. it's the best you can do for them you know if you know if you don't have no i wasn't a counselor at that point it was, it was like yo all right some would say yo you always was like this or, you know um but like yeah man i you know it's a thing so it, it can get draining it can totally get draining even the line of work done man it can get draining that's why they really big on us having you know like self-care and all of that type of stuff you know until you know until it's like uh we need you in the you know in the office you know fuck your self-care you know what I'm saying? like you be here because we got to keep the numbers up you know business always comes to play so it's always it's always a, a overwhelming thing you know like if 
you know, if you allow it or if you don't hold the grip. That's why I'm very stern on context and trying to compartmentalize and put everything in the place that it needs to be in because it, it, it can get real crazy really quick, but, you know, so. But, but can you compartmentalize? Uh, huh? Go ahead. Now can you, you can you decompartment everything? Like, is everything... Can you do that with everything? It seems like it sounds like reasonable. Like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, put this like this, this like that. But I, I'm sure with some things that doesn't that doesn't work. It's a practice. It's a practice. Like everything, it's a practice. And once you, it's a practice. It becomes muscle memory. So, like, I'm. It's not easy. It wasn't, or it wasn't easy. And sometimes you're tempted to to you know not be you know not be easy with to to just go that route but it's a practice right. it's, it's just like diet it's just like all of that stuff that is that shit is hard you you yeah, know i'm not no you do mm-hmm. you do that for yourself right to make to, to mm-hmm. that's for you all the time have a better understanding yeah. of what's happening in your in, in your life that's the you know you just you just uh made it make a lot of sense for me now to explain to people now because when i tell people like that i quit drinking and first question is are you an aa or did you go to rehab or did you do this shit that shit and i say no but what i also have said too is i put it in a place in my head where i this about the same way that i think about drugs and because of what my history in my family history with drugs uh i've never i've always put it in in this compartment in my brain of it's a no-go area for me and that was a lot of practice that was a lot that was hard to do growing up you know what i mean because it was all around me everywhere i could have gotten high and did dope and did all kinds of shit my whole life but i had put it in a part of my brain that said no and it just said no forever and so what i said, was, i'm sorry no i was no i don't no mean to cut you continue heat i'm sorry so what you know for me I, I just did the same thing with the alcohol. I put it inside that that cabinet where the the drug lies, the drugs or the use use of drugs, and I locked it. You know, put it where it's supposed to be, and that's where it is for me, and that's how it works for me. You know what I'm saying? And and also you gotta you know shoot some people, shoot your loved ones some bail and some grace when they ask you, like, are you in AA? Are you getting? They're running through the checklist because they care it may be annoying for you but they're running through the checklist if you go to the doctor depending on what you go to the doctor they're gonna ask you if have you are you been exposed to sexually transmitted disease did you did you you know like do this did you do that did you you know are you on drugs are you on they're gonna ask you all of these things because they gotta go through the checklist that you know that's part of the routine is like, you know, like what? No, you know, like I remember I had a throat infection. I was in a doctor and they were just like, you know, have you ever have you recently had oral sex with a man? I was like, what? No, like, no, like, I, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but that's the that's the list that they have to do. They have to ask all of this stuff. Have you been kissing random people like because it could be mono it could be all they're just going through all the lists just canceling stuff out and they can't skip over anything like they 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 literally can't 
like yeah. like a jail check does when they ask you uh, have you had suicidal thoughts or have you you know like, right. like same shit yeah know where your mental's at um teenic i want to just real quick tap back to what you were saying because i feel you man on like the part about um having a team member having to fall back like for their own reasons but still being present and being there and saying like you know I can't move forward at this moment, but I think it's important, man, to look at a situation like that when, you know, yeah, like sometimes people need to do things for themselves and, you know, it's, it's all right. You know, sometimes you have to fall back and sometimes that might be you, you might be the person that might need to fall back. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes you have to step away from the art and we're talking about, I know someone that, you know, dealt with the situation, their kids and um, their kids saying that they loved hip hop more then they loved them, that the parents loved hip hop more than they loved them and did their more, their life was revolved around that. And so, you know, so, yeah, yeah, it's like that. No, I know a lot of people that, you know, that's why it's, and, and I'm saying this as someone that literally, I literally just got back today. We were just got back from the road. We had an amusing, amazing time. Shout out to everybody that was at Yumacon. But, like, I have to compartmentalize that. Those are really, really beautiful, dope, trusted consumers that I appreciate in abundance. I cannot mistake in that for actual love. That's not love. That is, they are consumers. Huh? I'm sorry, Gizzle. No, I just said compartmentalized. I needed my redemption. I, I like stumbled on the word earlier. Oh yeah, it's all good. You know, and that's not knocking them. And like a lot of times these the the this the language, like especially clinically speaking, the language just seems so detached, you know, and all of that stuff. But it's it's really for me. Like it, it helps me process and understand, okay, I shouldn't put certain expectations on certain things, you know, no, I shouldn't put, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You shouldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't put certain expectations on certain things. I shouldn't have expectations of a consumer like that wants non-essential goods and services, i.e. art to validate my soul and spirit you know what i'm saying i should not put the expectation on why don't you support my group you know what i'm saying like but don't it, we, we all put like crazy expectations on our friends because he yeah friends, friends he's talking about people he don't know right? i was using that as an example i was just using that as an example that's just a, yeah what about your close circle like the motherfuckers that you just constantly see all the time at the shows or like just like close circle people let's say mm-hmm. within 20 people because you know our circles are in the hundreds but within like 20 people don't you expect that certain amount of people to, to support your project like not not just saying but like you know when me and he do shit artistically we're doing podcasts i expect he to support my podcast and i support his podcast and like you don't expect that from like a, a certain group of people nope not at all. I don't expect nobody in this Chicago hip hop scene to do shit for us at all. At all. That would make me a fool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, harshly speaking, said, you know. Nick, he said that shit hit me, but uh, I can. he said I confused love and consumerism early in my career. He said spot on. 
because it's easy. It's an, it's a euphoric feeling, man. When you go to sub T, when you go to sub T, mm-hmm. you already know sub T is that Tuesday therapy. Everybody fucking shakes your hand. Everybody's if you relate. If you're known in the circle, you get. You do, I don't know, you get that euphoria of love, but then when you have to leave that motherfucker, you know that you're leaving by yourself with all the same problems that you walked in with to still fix them shits on yourself, like on your own. It's just kind of- You don't, you don't compart, well, because people don't compartmentalize what that, that is your release. It's not a fixer-upper. That's not even therapy. That's kind of a, you know- I mean, colloquially, we we say that slang-wise, but, you know, that's like a slap in the face to, you know, actual process of therapists because all of that stuff is really, you know, a practice, you know, clinically speaking. It's a release. It's an artistic release, you know. That's why our community doesn't go to a therapist, so we say that that's our therapy. That's why we're saying that. No, I, I know. I, I'm not knocking none of what we say. Like, I totally get it. I totally get it. But if we don't contextualize things and then like we're this is the check in. So like we, we we're contextualizing that stuff. If you go there with therapeutic expectations and you don't get therapeutic results, then who's at fault yourself? You know. Like, so, you know, if you compartmentalize and contextualize it, it's actually a release. And the release is therapeutic. It's like, whew, I got this out. I can go to the world really headstrong and and get it together. Like, release is different because release clears your mind. It's like, I don't, you're not as cloudy as you were. You said all of the crazy stuff you want to say in your rhymes and boom. So like, that's why I contextualize things, you know, for, for me, you know, and then, you know, not everybody know the words and the proper definition for some when they, when we say we in like the Chicago hip hop community called 606, our therapy, we mean we mean release, we mean therapeutic release. But if you go there thinking that it's a therapy session, I'm gonna get this off, I'm gonna freestyle and all this stuff, and then you're gonna come back like, I don't have a plan to, to heal myself. I don't have a plan to put things together. Is the check-in, just the last, about what he's saying, is, is the check-in release or is the check-in therapy? In your mind, in your opinion. The check-in is a release to start therapy. It's a pr- Okay, so when I do a counseling session, just straight up, and I do group counseling, the first thing that we do is a check-in. That's the first thing that we do clinically is a check-in. It's what we do. You know, me and all the boys, I'm a, I'm a boys counselor. We all are sitting in a circle. You know, we say our name, D Nick checking in, and we're gonna we 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 talk about it. You know, we talk about it within our time constraints, but everybody gets like a minute to you know, 30 seconds to a minute to just be descriptive. We go all around, we get in the activity. Sometimes we throw the activity out the window and we just address if depending on how heavy the check-ins or how people were triggered from the check-ins or what happened with all of that. We don't interrupt anyone's check-in. That's the whole part of the process, what we do, like as counselors, as group counselors, you know. Um, so it's it's a, yes, it, it can be a part, but I'm not a therapist. Thorough, I'm a counselor. That, how thorough is that check-in? 
is there like a light version of a check-in or do people just start like literally letting everything out during those check-ins it is um it's a process and it depends on the like so if if it's the beginning of the year most people like if i'm new to them boom they're they're gonna be reserved they're not gonna be reserved sometimes they want they'll be assholes to me because they want to test my temperature you know what i'm saying but like you know compassion's part of the gig so like that ain't gonna that ain't never gonna like i'm never gonna let that sway me especially in that moment you know what i'm saying i have my own release processes for after when i need to decompress and all of that stuff because it does get heavy you know what i'm saying but i'm there to you know I'm, I'm not flinching i'm trained and all of that stuff but it does get heavy you know what i'm saying and as we go around somebody somebody's vulnerability will trigger everybody else you know or make them feel because it, you know there's usually gonna be one and be like, yo, I, man, I don't care. I, I don't care who this this roster dude is. I just need to get this off, and it's you know, and it'll be what it be. And then the others will be like, man, can I, can I go again? And all of that type of stuff, and you know, and so it's it's the thing. But you know, I have to develop trust with them. They have to develop trust with me. They have to develop trust with the space. You know. Yeah, good question. So you yeah. two young men, boys, mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. I know that it would be different than versus, you know, like having, you know, a therapy session with a man, right? So are you, you know, when you say you're a, a, a clinician. Counselor, I'm just a counselor. I'm a counselor, okay. yeah. So counseling adults as well or just the young adults i just just young I, i'm working with the young adults that's where i'm stationed at that's i'm that's what i'm working with okay okay Shout sure. out he said my circle of friends has been reduced to a mere dot and that that's from that i, I think that's just from that going through the, like what we said earlier about yeah. having in your life friends that have just literally stabbed you in the back or yeah turned on you when you thought that they that were, they should be there for you yeah, yeah. I want to touch on what you said uh, about uh, it being uh, like a release and um, like when we you talk about the check-in or your, the counseling, the checklist, mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, damn, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, it had to do with 606, but... Um, the, the 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 step two towards getting help and everything because when when i had my little meltdown i'm not gonna call it little when i had my meltdown uh so i don't want to i don't want to uh minimize right it. uh uh i did go to 606 i did go to therapy tuesdays and i thought it would help it did for a moment and that, that's one thing it, it did for a moment but the moment we left Ooh. right back where i was at and um Ooh. It just so happens, man. Shout out to Shadowmaster because he called me the next day, and 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 uh, it was also a kickstart. You know what I mean? Because I, I didn't I didn't realize the man had even cared that much at all. You know, or at least I thought. You know, and uh, he called me. He stayed with me on the phone. You know, the next day for about an hour and a half, we talked through a whole bunch of stuff, and you know, and I was already, uh, you know, I I, I was still reeling from that 
that whole thing, you know, and I'm still right, right, right. like, I still have these moments uh, where I'm, I feel like I'm about to lose it, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at, you know, uh, getting it under control and, and also, you know, making the steps to get therapy and, and doing those yeah. things. But that was a help and a push as well yeah. as other people around me, you know, uh, because we do need that, you know, it's not a, yeah. uh, it's not an easy jump, you know what I mean? And it's shit especially if you've thought your entire life that that therapy is not the thing for you you know from in my case I, it was it was more like i i can i can fix myself i'm good i i got enough right, right. to fix myself but clearly i wasn't doing a, a, a good job at all but i said that to say that um you know because we are talking about friends and mental health you know uh, yeah that when i went through this 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 meltdown this thing because I still don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm, I'm working mm -hmm. on it. Um, mm -hmm. That there were a lot of people that reached out that, you know, even when I was feeling that lonely and that alone, like nobody gave a fuck. Uh, days later, as I, you know, as I was decompressing from it, it you know, if that's the right word to use, um, yeah, yeah. that realizing, you know, because even, you know, days after I was still sitting here feeling like I, like nobody gave a fuck and, and that, that I was alone and, and no one could tell me shit. They couldn't even tell me I was wrong, you know, because in my mind, I was completely convinced. Uh, mm -hmm. But days later, you know, and, and realizing these people just like reached out to me, man, and, and it was crazy. Like it, it, it helped and it also helped me to get my thought process right about look man there's people that care about you you know what i mean there's people telling me i'm, I'm making a difference jizzle and i are making a difference with the show and and all of these other things and it's just like fuck you know it really had me sit back and really not just reevaluate who i thought wasn't my friend but also who i thought was my friend that actually cared more than i thought they did you know what i'm saying and it it, it made me take a seat and and rethink you know uh, of of uh the value that i put on friendship or lack thereof you know what right I'm so yeah yeah, yeah I, I just want to piggyback off of uh release versus therapy. Mm -hmm. everybody needs release right therapy when you're going to to see a therapist a psychiatrist counselor whatever they they come up with a game plan for you you go in there and you know they you give them whatever issues situations circumstances that you're in give me tools and yeah they give you a game yeah. tools absolutely tools to come through to get through to work through but everybody needs a release how they're gonna how, how they're going to you know vent right you know um whether it's emceeing rapping poetry well, as I was speaking to, I don't mean to cut you, but as I was speaking to this therapist, um, they had asked me, do, do I do anything that, that had, that had worked before in the past, as far as like releasing, and that has been music, but I, that, uh, what she, the way she explained it to me is like, okay, but see, you got to this point where that no longer works mm -hmm. or, you know, it was not efficient enough for you. It's not, mm -hmm. not that, that can't be your only tool because it's not, right. it, yeah. you know, it's not enough. You need more tools than just that. 
That was hard. That because was hard pill, music pill also was a, a, a spiral for you as well. It was yeah. a it was a trigger. It you know could have <clears throat> within the environment that you were in. Right. You know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Shout out to White Jesus. He said, in situations like this, we always have to understand sometimes people. People on people on the other side have had hard times trying to help address things. I've been in both sides of this. Yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard to address it. And we we're talking about friendships. And that's what the to- that's what the topic of the of today's episode was. Is uh, Does, you know, a friendship, does a friend play a role in your mental health? And and how far will that friend go? Yeah, and, and, and like he when said... When do you have to set that boundary? Hey, everybody needs boundaries. Yeah, yeah people everybody. have a hard time. Yeah, but people have a hard time. Well, I think it's also because of the history that you may have. Like, you may already have a, a, a messed up history of doing stuff. And then, yeah, people, you know, like a friend, have an understanding and be on both sides of, like, you being the bad guy for a little bit and trying to mend shit and, you know, fix situations that you did when you weren't being a good friend. Thank you. Right. We're all guilty of that, man. I mean, we could sit here and just talk about like, oh, how how did my friend's mental health play a part? In, or how did my friend's situation play a role in my mental health? Well, you know, sometimes it's us too, and sometimes we were that bad friend, and that's why this that's what this show exists for for us to be able to talk about this topic and talk about both ends of it, talk about the person that was let down and also the person that let people down. Yeah, everybody has to be held accountable. I actions. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I kind of I kind of have a. Uh, it's weird. It's like yes, they do play a role. So like, but they're not. They're honestly, ultimately not responsible for your, for you know like for their that part in your help you're responsible for their part in your mental psyche the friend uh, you know i mean the person that's actually going through whatever it is that they're going through they know everybody needs to be held accountable for their stuff you don't think so yeah totally if you if, if, (laughs) if, if, if you're gonna be held accountable for being for being a shitty parent you also got to be held accountable for being a shitty friend. I think it, it's we, we talk about that and and the growth of people and their back their background and yeah, man. If 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 you're talking about a sh- yeah, I, I think it does play a role. I mean, I think it, ultimately you have the control of your mental health. But yeah, man, if you're dealing with a bunch of fucking nobody ass people, you're eventually gonna be fucking down and out, feeling like you're alone. We talked about that another. The, the harsh reality about that though, Gizzo is that's not their fault that's your fault absolutely for keeping yourself in that yeah we talked about the circle keeping the right but that's why we said earlier keep the right circle people around you and we also talked about um not being like i'm not responsible for your happiness i'm not responsible for your behaviors i'm not responsible for that none of that shit you're you're responsible for that but i do play a role but then again like i think in my opinion i think that that role that i play is also up to you because you can either have me in your life or not have me in your life you know what I mean? you can make the choice to not be around me trauma there bonds. are so trauma bonds. yeah trauma bonds the thing 
We talked about the just trauma earlier, bonding with your abuser because y'all have that relationship already of of that. Yep. You know, what did I say? What did I say before? Values, morals, proximity, or addictions. Hmm. That is the that is the nexus on what everything is like built on your friendships, your love interests, all of that stuff that you know is developed from a habit. Right. It's yep. a, yeah, you know. Yep. Say that to him one more time. He said, uh, "Values, morals, proximity, or addictions." You can't. Be That's how people. So people pick a mate and how people pick a, a love interest and, 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 and a friend, you know. Right. We talked about we talked about marriage and marriage meaning different things to different people. Some people getting married for benefit, some people getting married for love, which some people didn't agree. Um, you know, yeah. Love is developed from a habit. So when when they pick the person before the love, you know, it was based on a value, a morality, a proximity, or their addictions. No one, no one, no one picks someone. No one like picks someone for love. Love is developed. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think love and love is developed is when you're compartmentalizing it. It's because always that's that's it's something that butterflies don't exist or like that that feeling of like I I don't know like it, um I don't know I guess Some we don't have to go into I guess we don't have to go that deep into it because we're talking about love at this point but I just it was in the realm of like well you can love your friend yeah friends is friends are a part of love friends are a part of you choose a friend based on values morals proximity or addictions but it all seems too technical when you say that when you there's got there's another part of it too there's there's that what, what's the other part what's the other part the other part of it is where sometimes those boundaries don't exist within love haven't you ever been in love maybe not you but anyone that's watching mm -hmm. anyone that's here haven't you ever been in love and it's been a magical thing it wasn't about compartmentalizing in, in the proximity location addictions and it, it, it seems like where it's like it's either this this or this and, and that other part of it doesn't exist i think you're i think you're hearing me wrong gizzo like okay you're 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 an mc you're a rapper just like i'm an mc i'm a rapper when you write you know your lyrics you know like a has to rhyme with b you know and then maybe you don't want to put a, a double rhyme within the line of a and you can explain the technical equations of rhyming and you can plan the intricacies of your bar structure but once you have been doing that for a long time it just becomes you just jot it down and it comes out smooth like i'm saying it like this breaking it down so when you find someone whatever is your value system of seeing them and it's like when people say love at first sight if you see someone it's like man he or she is fine and then boom you get a chance to chit chat oh man they cool boom 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 oh man this is hitting on all cylinders you know whatever the cylinders are is based on your values your morals your proximity because sometimes you just this is just the best person in my proximity, the best person closest to me, or your addictions. 
you know, like I'm breaking it down, but it doesn't mean that it is just it's like it's as slow as I'm saying it will be. Sometimes it's fast and instantaneous, but this is the process of picking someone. Friendship or not. He doesn't like that. It's not clear. not when we're talking about love. I I just I I know that that love is developed. What you're saying, people do do that, but I also believe that there's the other part to it. And I guess yeah, like like he said, he explained it perfectly. Like I guess just the clinical part of it is just kind of like well, the other part exists too. For me, it does. Like maybe if you compartmentalize the situation of my relationship, it, it would probably fall into that. Yeah, but I didn't work it that way in my head. I didn't fall in love. I didn't say to myself, like, this works out because it's proximity or because she shares my value because our addictions are similar. One of those had to hit in order for you to give it. <laughs> or you could be in a fucked up place in life and find somebody that understood you and you trauma bonded, how we said earlier, which I was Addiction. wrong explaining it. Would that be a that, That's a value. That's a value. And that's, you know, it could be your addiction. It could be your morality. You might have bonded because they y'all share value. They they honor your struggle or, you know, they honor your morality and overcoming. You may not compart. You may not compartmentalize it. You know, like, it. you know, like I'm saying it very technical and very, you know, it doesn't it doesn't. But it doesn't undermine love being developed. I, I, that I, I, does, Nick, I'm just I'm just. I'm, no, I know. I'm, I'm not offended, bro. I'm just talking about the other part of it because I want anybody that's listening that's also maybe thinking that for us to talk about it, for us to, you know, for mm-hmm. on the side of saying that, you know, but that all goes back to, I think it all goes back to friendship. Yeah. Well, that's why I was just well, No, it's totally connected to friendship because that's the, that's the difficulty of these things. When, when friendships like, like, okay, you meet someone in your life, you know, like as a friend and you're here where, wherever here is your, your, whether it's your, your addictions, whether it's just your values, whether it's your, you know, whatever you meet here and then you grow, you mature. Cause we always mature. We always growing. We always doing that. And sometimes people grow in separate places and grow in separate directions and different angles and all of that stuff, you know, and now you still have that bond because your friendship and your, you know, all of that stuff. But now we're growing in different places. Our, our, our values are different. So I, I, I got love for you. I love you, but I, I can't, I can't fuck with you. You know, why you know what I'm saying? that nick because i had a friend bro that was really close to me man like literally mm-hmm. i would be on the phone with this brother like seven to eight hours out of the day would i be driving at work and we just be on the phone man talking and none of that had to do with proximity some of the values were different addictions were different but i was just there for that guy i benefited I don't know if anything from it. It was just more like being a friend. And I, there was no external gain or ulterior motive. It was just kind of like, man, I just rocked with that dude. And I gained nothing from it but just rocking with him. And you having, gained something from it? Yeah, having that relationship, realizing that we didn't need any of that stuff. I didn't need proximity because he was far as hell lived in another state. I, we, that might have been it. It might have been distant. Some people are more better with people that are distant. 
it might have been like you say you rock with the dude then there was something about like the brother's values that you really align with that's a that's a value says that's that's all i'm talking it doesn't undermine what you went through bro that's the thing i'm just pointing out these these patterns and these steps for these type of relationships so it's easier to comprehend and you don't kick yourself so bad when you got to separate because sometimes you got to separate from a loved one because your value structure has totally evolved and changed and somebody needed to mm. hear this bro that's why we had yes. to talk. that's why we had to talk about it man and hit all angles i i know sometimes i'm playing the heat role in other shows and being a, <laughs> the antagonist or whatever but no i think we, we, we that's nah. the point of this because we're trying to come up with some, yeah. this show historically has always been about it talking about the topic and leaving out of here with some solutions and those solutions have helped heat have helped me and every other guest that's been a part of the show so i think yeah. it's important that we talk about this and i think that you know, our relationship on camera is great man because we you you bring it from yeah. one side and i feel like i come from this other side even though i agree with you on the other side i still yeah. talk about the other angle of it no i'm not i'm not yo Gizzo, i ain't tripping brother i'm i'm Trust me, I've I've been called some crazy stuff in counseling sessions. <laughs> so. yeah, we've had a few yeah. sessions. I think we've all had some. Yeah, with yeah. yeah. I, I think what he's just saying, he's just letting people know that, that there's no static or nothing. And just no, like, no, it's never, never, never. You know, never. I'm just I'm a passionate person. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm fresh off the stage, y'all. So y'all forgive me. My my adrenaline is still. Uh, you know what I'm yeah, this is this has really been enlightening for me, you know, just listening um, and and, you know, um, because we all need to know if you have someone that's close to you that you call your friend, you know, what role do you play and how far, you know, you're willing, you know, to go with them through their mental uh, issue, you know, behaviors or however you want to phrase it or name it, you know, um, because sometimes, like you say, people grow apart, you know, things change. And, you know, sometimes your friend can be, you know, really toxic. And you've tried to work through some things with them, you know, trying to, you know, help them not to jump off the bridge or go down rabbit holes, you know, but when do you actually, you know, say, hey, I still love you, right? We're still friends, but I can't do this anymore. Right. I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it's, it's deep. You know what I'm saying? It's deep. Yeah. If, if you had a bond with someone, you know, for... Uh, a long period of time and you know it's like every turn they're they're going through something right they're going yeah. through something and and you try to be their cheerleader you try to be their motivator you know you try to you know um pull them off that bridge you know um but when do you you know say because i feel as though you know boundaries should have been set in the beginning but a lot of times we miss that opportunity and we still 
you know, because, you know, that's our friend. We love them and we want to see them thrive and be happy and right. you know, all of that. So, you know, when when do we, you know, um, you know, say, hey, I, I, I can't go through this anymore. Um, you know, I love you, but I'm going to have to love you from a distance. You know, I'm here for you to a certain extent because you end up going down those rabbit holes with them. You know, I know I have. Yeah. And sometimes we mess ourselves up royally, like helping them. But that, that, that falls, that falls on us. It does. You know, it absolutely it, it's, even when our intentions was in the right place, like I have a friend that still apologizes to me because of a, of another mutual friend that just totally could have just fucked my whole shit up. Like totally could have fucked my whole shit up. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, it's a funny story in hindsight, but it's, it's terrible. Like, you know. We, me and my band was doing a show, our first show in Vegas. You know, and my guy came from one dude flew from Chicago to watch us in Vegas. We'd never played the Caesars Palace. And then a friend of mine have drove around from like uh, Los Angeles. So anyway, he's like, man, it's going to be this traffic. I don't want to go back to da 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 da. I was like, yo, you don't have to get a hotel. You can stay in my room. I'm about to leave. I'm about to catch a plane and go back to Chicago. And so he's in my room. He let the other dude stay over too because he didn't have a place. Man, this dude got so drunk and threw up all over the room with some crazy girl in Vegas that he had just met. What? You know what I'm saying? And just like, which could have fucked my shit up, could have messed up our reputation and all that. Luckily, my friend, he had scrubbed everything down, all this, that, and the third. He was pissed because he was embarrassed because his name with me is on the line and all of this stuff. It was just a whole thing. And, you know, and we all like, we were all having a conversation on Zoom. And I'm very direct. I was just like, look, man, like, I get it, you know. You you know you a dirt bag with a heart of gold with a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. So it's all my fault. It's my fault because I know you. I know you a dirt bag. I shouldn't have let you. I should have told. I should have told my man don't let him in the room, but I didn't. So that's on me. And that's just it. I just I just got to take it. Nothing happened. We didn't get sued or no promoters trying to blackball us or anything because they cleaned the whole room up. But man, he was just. Just threw up all over the room, what? you know what I'm saying? You know, and it was just it was an action, and and I was, they were both like one was a closer friend than the other one, but they were both they were both homies, and yeah. Let me let me read this. You know. uh, White Jesus said, "There's always the rules of attraction." I married someone, no one should have thought. <clears throat> opposites attract we now been married 10 years but i work hard to make my marriage rock solid yeah that's dope mm. i mean i i don't i don't opposites attract and all that shit i don't i don't i don't prescribe to any of that shit you you know i'm especially being on my journey right now i i'm i'm, I'm beginning to look at a lot of things differently you know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 
Why, why you don't like? Why you don't? Why you, what, what's your issue with opposites attract? Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just, just shit don't make no sense to me, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because what are you? What are you? Uh, Have you not watched Jenny Jones when the opposites man, attract here, show? Man. Look, 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 look <laughs> man. On some real shit, like you're not opposite. You guys just do different shit. You know what I mean? But what, what? How opposite? Like. You're not oil and water, you know what I'm saying? You have there is some commonality there, or you wouldn't be together. There's something you guys, you guys yeah. have something in common, so it's not opposite. You have something in common. Well, he said, Well, Jesus says, Some guys just can't handle vagueness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I have a friend that I literally have known. I don't even really call him a friend anymore. I completely cut this dude out of my life, but uh, since I was about 12 or 13, and he's always been the way he is now, you know, and he, he's, been, he's been whatever way since we were little until adulthood. And I, mm -hmm. I dealt with this dude a lot over a, a many, many, many years of all kinds of crazy, stupid-ass shit. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Long story short, he blamed me for something that he did that he wouldn't take any accountability for. Then he fucked around and threatened my life and then threatened to come and kick my daughter in and shoot everybody in the house or some stupid shit. Now, I know he wasn't going to do any of it. But the right. fact is, is that, you know, I, I had a I had it up to here with that guy. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that was at a time where I was like drinking really heavily, too. So I, I at least had enough of, of a mindset to just like not be associated with this guy any longer because now when i think about it and that dude was that dude had been dragging me and other people for so many fucking years with his shit not to say that i didn't drag him in some shit but i mean there's levels to shit i guess i don't know there's levels, you know, there's levels to how much shit a motherfucker will take from somebody else. And now I'm, I'm talking shit, uh, 40 years of friendship that now I even question. I question it now. Was that? I think it wasn't ever my fucking friend. <laughs> I mean, like for real, like, like, and I've, and I've talked to his brother since I, I'm, you know, like his brother's cool as fuck. I, I feel like his brother's a friend, um, you know, but I feel like more now it's just like you're somebody I've known for 40 years. That's it. You know what I mean? Man, opposites attract heat. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, there it man. is. There it is. Nah, he, I mean, he wasn't really that opposite from me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He got cracks a lot of jokes, but he didn't know when to shut up. But I guess when I was drinking and shit, too, I didn't know when to shut the fuck up. Matter of fact, uh -huh. I never shut the fuck up. You I don't. You do not. I didn't want to say anything, but. Oh, so it was the opposite. So when you guys became opposite, is when it's like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. We're not. We're not opposite. I mean, like, I just. Yeah, I'm just not with the fuckery. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I don't have the space. I don't have the mental space for it, and I don't have the physical space for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think that that that's something that people should be uh, more cognitive of. You know, with themselves. You know, you, you got to protect your 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 mental space, and you've got to protect your physical space at all fucking times. 
at all times. This yeah, man, it, it gets it gets hard for people because they like, you know, sometimes they're addicted to the other things that the other person brings in to the situation. Right. You know, so how many of us, self-included, I ain't holier than I ain't better than nobody. Like, how many of us got, like, a friend that's, like, mad, I guess what they would call toxic. They they just mad obnoxious. You know what I'm saying? But they funny. You know what I'm saying? And they, they look out for you. You know what I'm saying? It might be a dirt ball, but they but they got a heart of gold. Like 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 the homie that just threw up with a random chick in like the hotel room. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know he just did some shit. Like oh man, got a nice hotel room. You know, like that's 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 just what he did. That's what he chose to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know. And that's where boundaries come in. That's what, like, this is who he is. This is who he was or is. Yeah, I think, like, you know. like part of that, like, my thought process now is, like, protecting my mental space and my physical space. And because I like to believe that I have a heart of gold. I like to believe that I care about people. I'm compassionate, you know. And I feel like now... uh being more self-aware that like I need to be really mindful of who I give that to. Absolutely. I mean, I need to be really mindful because I'm not the most stable motherfucker on the planet. You know what I mean? Uh, And I'm working on all of those things now. So I, it's, it's like imperative for me to uh, make sure that I give what, I would give like I I don't, I don't you know you know I don't I think you know yeah, you're trying to guide by your values yeah. is that what you say <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you Gizzo Gizzo I'm just fucking with you I got values now goddamn I'm known for not having values you know what I'm saying I relate to your values that's why I'm gonna have to start I'm gonna have to start calling this stuff out as it's talked about so Gizzo be like oh. Fuck man, fuck this bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's you know, it's, I, shine I just, shine the light, man. It's just it's just where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm I'm I, in all of the shit that's that has happened over the last week or two weeks or whatever, and then up until now. Even then, before I had this meltdown, I haven't been happier ever. I'm happy about who I am. I'm happy about things that i'm doing i'm happy about a lot of shit i just have other things that just keep that are just simmering under the surface that i need to get some more tools in my in my tool belt to deal with these things these traumatic things that have happened to me in my life things of that nature but for the most part i'm happy i'm happy with who i am I'm happier now than i think i've ever been I'm happy to see people. I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to shake a motherfucker's hand. I'm happy to come up other motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I'm cool with everything. I'm just not cool with shitty people. You know? And I don't have any tolerance for it. And I won't. And I'm not going to because I'm not going to compromise myself any longer. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, to give you something that like, cause I got to do it tomorrow anyway. You know, and I have to 
eat shit about being gone. But I'm gonna give you a thing that we do sometimes. We have multiple types because Gizzo asked earlier, like you know, like about the check-in, about check-ins. We have multiple types of check-ins that we do as counselors. You know, um, we have open check-in, which is essentially. You know, well, this isn't, this wouldn't be an open check-in. We have an open check-in, which is, you, just, you know, you just go. You have a topic check-in, which is what this would be, you know. And there's a bunch of, we have an academic check-in sometimes because it's be report card. I work with boys, you know, in school, so we do an academic check-in. But there's another check-in that we call a pies check-in, you know. Um, pies meaning physically, intellectually, spiritually and emotionally so you know they you know when they check in like you would say how you doing you know uh physically how you doing intellectually how you doing spiritually how you doing emotionally you know whatever that means to you so we you know that those those are some of the series of check-ins that we do every day you know and you know just so you know like when you said that it just made me think of a of a pies check-in, you know, because sometimes there's a disconnect and sometimes you, we might need to be aware of what the connect is. Physically, we might be doing fine. We might be doing great, you know. Intellectually, we might be sound, you know. Spiritually, we might be a little, little weak, a little brittle, um, brittle. Emotionally, you know, might be the same thing. It might be two. It might be three. It might be all, you know. So those are some of that's just what I thought about when you were going through, when you were saying what you feel about, like those are the different types of check-ins that we do. And you know, that, that man, that's just so, um, hit me, bam, because my um, organization is Let's Wrap Wellness. And mm. people don't understand that wellness doesn't mean just physically. There's dimension mm. to it, as you said spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, all of these things. And when, you know, one is, you know, unbalanced, it triggers the others. And, you know, that's that's really profound right there. And and that's awesome yeah, to we have gotta, that type of check-in. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. But like we do every time, we're going to go with the last words. Start with you, D. Nick. We're gonna give it to yeah, Sean. To I'm about to. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Uh, I forgot about you. Um, then it will you, then you, then me, and then. Well, actually, let's get let's get this this could get this done. Lashawn is from Let's Wrap. Is it Let's Wrap Coffee and Wellness? Let's Wrap Wellness. Re let's Wrap Wellness. Uh, what are you guys doing? And and <clears throat> is it is it mental health based? Obviously, I believe. Right? Absolutely, it's it's. You know, it's actually educating on the importance of mental health and wellness. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, we do a lot of different things. We've, you know, been to women's shelters where we've, you know, done creative arts therapy with them. You know, um, just speaking with them, let them know that, you know, they're not alone, even though they're in that situation you know, gave out different things, um, speaking engagement with, you know, women being released from prison and, and you know, helping them, you know, get the tools that they need to, you know, uh, um, 
thrive, not just survive, but to thrive, because that's what we do. That's what we've known. Right. We've known to do is to survive, but we want to thrive, not just in our homes, but in our communities as well. So anyway, I'm I'm doing a um, a chili giveaway uh, to one of the tent cities. We're gonna do this, uh, God willing, in the creek don't rise twice a month where we're gonna, you know, give out hot food and also pass out uh, bags, which they're called bum bags, which the, that acronym um, bum means being your magnet. And, you know, since it's cold now, we're giving out hats, gloves, socks, uh, uh, personal hygiene, you know, basic necessities and things like that. Um, you know, just to connect with, with the people that are out here, um, you know, because not everybody uh, that's in that situation that's living in a tent, you know, uh, is by choice, right? We went to California, Heat and I went a couple of years ago and was just talking to a lady at a grocery store and she said that her and her family lost their home and they were in a tent for six months, her working two jobs to put her family back into a home. So, you know, not everybody is out there by choice. So we just want to go out there and interact and show them that somebody's advocating for them, give them some resources, you know, tools, you know, but you got to want it. You got to want to come from up out of that tent. Yeah. For those, LaShawn, that they can't not read the flyer, tell them what date it is and where you're going to be at. December 2nd. And it's, it. we say from noon to three, but it's until everything's gone. And we're going to be on the corner of Canal and Roosevelt. You know, right as you come off the E-way, um, there's a bunch of tents, you know, yeah. right there. So we're going to set up shop right there. This is our first first one. And we are looking for donations. We are looking for volunteers. If you just want to come out and, and help, you know, pass out things, interact with people, um, that's fine, too. I'm there. And, um, you know, um, the number on there is 844 eight nine seven five seven two seven you can reach out um to us on that number we're also on facebook and also on instagram uh youtube as well but not really <laughs> still have to get that fixed website is under construction but you know it's a process because we are new we started this the beginning of the year and we've made some you know um great strides waiting to get our brick and mortar still, you know, um, to do, you know, free therapeutic services, uh, you know, so, you know, we're, we're, we're working on it, but, uh, yeah, I also, the reason why I asked you, Nick, is about mm -hmm. the, the male and the young man, because we're also mm -hmm. going to do something at the beginning of the year for the men, mending the man is what it's called. New year, new you, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, we got to get our venue together, you know, and uh, our LCSWs together, you know, you know, also want to have, because we don't just want to go in there and just bop everybody over the head, you know, I'm thinking about having a comedian and, you know, just to have, right, a, right, right. you know, a, a therapeutic event. Mm -hmm. That's why I asked you about that. But yeah, yeah. Crap. you know, uh, uh, 844-897-5727.
Yeah, get up off your ass and go help. <laughs> Volunteering is 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 sowing is, seeds. Yeah, it's sowing the seed. I'm putting the seed out there to have a big harvest, huh? Yeah, and volunteering is good for the soul, man. It's really good for the soul. I I, I did it a couple times, and, and I thought it was going to be a bunch of bullshit. Went and um, uh, we, we uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just being honest. Like uh, we went, uh, oh, yeah, I did. Um, my wife and the kids. We, we instead of having uh, a Christmas Thanks. evening or Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was, I don't remember uh, Thanksgiving, I think, but I, I think I was drunk there too, though. But I did feel good about it, not being drunk, but, you know, being there. But we uh, we went and went to a homeless shelter and, and fed and helped feed the homeless and, and stuff. And so that that was really cool. I, I'm looking forward to doing that kind of stuff again this, this time, obviously, uh, with a different mindset. Yeah, you know, even... Uh, uh, sowing a seed, like, you know, I've been to nursing homes, right? And, you know, so many elders are there and the families forget about them. You know, you just go there and spend some time with that with them and they just love it, you know? Um, yeah. We've done so many events, back to school events, you know, where we gave out uh, book bags, haircuts, shoes, you name it. You know, I do a lot of, you know, outreach, social services and things like that. And and that's where my passion lies, because guess what? I've been in those trenches. I've been where I didn't know where my next meal was coming from, you know. So, right. um, yeah. So this is what I do. Let's wrap wellness. Yeah. 844-897-5727. Get with us. And get off your ass on Saturday, December 2nd, from noon until everything is gone and come and help. If yeah. not, just come and eat a bowl of chili. Eat, come and eat a bowl of chili. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, D-Nick. Last word, sir? No, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. Sister, what is your name? I'm sorry I didn't get catch your name. Say that one more time. It's LaShawn, but everybody calls me Sean. All right, LaShawn. Man, that's so dope. Um, I will definitely, but if, if I can stay on after after we done with the stream, I'll give you some some places. Um, because I know people that in you know my organization that would you know would help you in camp if I can point you in the right direction. That's really good stuff that you're doing. Um last words to me, you know, everything is a process. You know, take your time. Everything starts with one, you know, just like funk. You know, everything starts with one. So get it on the one. Um, and, you know, blessings to everybody and salute to everybody that was at YumaCon this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Love you all. And I'm just going to get ready, take my deep breaths, take my time because I've been gone from uh from work since <laughs> since wednesday so i know i'm gonna have a bunch of really disgruntled uh clients that <laughs> are like you know that you know hate the dual life of of your boy over here but um yeah man everything starts with one you know take accountability take an assessment of yourself you know peace and infinite blessings to everybody out there man, man, man. Um, <laughs> he just said something and it came in and went right back out. Oh my God, that that is just so crazy. But um, yeah, it's oh the process. You know that's that that's one of my theme songs when I put out my flyers. Trust the process. Um, you know you 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 have to be willing to go through the process. You gotta want it. 
And it's help out there. You just got to seek it. I know a lot of times it's easier said than done, you know, but um, it's out there. Yeah. Big facts. And thank you so much for coming to the show tonight and blessing uh, everybody with your presence and also to getting that information out there for the, uh, for your, um, I don't want to say giveaway because that sounds corny and cheap, <clears throat> but you going uh, on December 2nd uh, to do, um, what would you call it? What would you call I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to call it a giveaway. I just said that doesn't sound right to me. Well, you're, you're right. We threw that flyer together like within five minutes. No, I wasn't talking about the flyer. I'm just saying, you know, chili, yeah. chili giveaway. All right. Come and get some goddamn chili. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you coming through and sharing your information and sharing your thoughts. Gizzo. Um, Yeah, final thoughts, I think, are <clears throat> whatever side that you're on, if you're on the side of being that friend that's responsible for somebody, just remember that, you know, you're not responsible for their happiness and, and you're not responsible for what they do, man. But being knowing that you're in that circle of trusted friends and following through with that and being there for those people, this was important, man, because one day it's one day it's you having the breakdown and one day it's you having to go check on the person that's your friend that's having the breakdown. So remember that, you know, there is some responsibility in that and um, if you're in that close circle and, and just being there for those people, man, and, and showing love, uh, you never know what's going through somebody's head. And that one thing that you say to them might just get them through that next day. So just be Big conscious, be, be conscious of that and just be a good friend, man, and try. We're all human. We, we, we can't cover all aspects every time, but just do your best. And uh, Jizzle for Shizzle on Instagram, Shy City Cypher on YouTube, you know, we, we rock with y'all. Yeah, yeah. And I will end this just by saying thank you first to everybody. Uh, and thank you to everybody watching or listening or watching, listening later. Like and subscribe, all that crap. Um, but I think, like, uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a journey. I'm on a, I'm, I'm on a journey slash mission. And, uh, and that's to be better you know, and to be well. And I think that's important. You know, I can't be a good friend if I'm not good to myself. I can't be a good father or a good husband or a good boyfriend or whatever in the fuck. I can't be any of that if I'm not good, you know, to myself and for myself. And so with that being said, I would say for anybody in, uh, that's listening or watching, you know what I mean? Protect your mental space, protect your physical space. Get better every day. Like I say on every show, get up in the morning and do better than you did yesterday. Do your best. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you got a friend out there and you love a man, give that motherfucker a hug. You know what I'm saying? He might need it. I know I have. All right. This has been the check-in. We'll see you next Sunday at 830. Also, too, you go to the Unwrap channel, like, subscribe. We got different shows on there. We're going to be having another new show, a couple of new shows. Uh, but, yeah, come and check us out. Most definitely the most important show on that channel, the check-in. We about this bitch. Peace.